in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thadian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthurian Anthologies podcast, where I, Matthew Arthur, explain to you the ever-expanding universe I've developed and the deeper meaning behind it all. As you learned from the previous entry, the five main worlds of the Core Realms were granted the title of Pillar as a testament to their striving for liberty and security while being seen as safe havens for the many denizens of the realms. However, the goal of peace throughout the worlds is one of the most difficult tasks to achieve, especially with opposing viewpoints that make up the cultures of Archaea and Vicroniax. In this entry, you will learn about the greatest division that separated the citizens from each other and allowed for darkness to rise up in the process. Now, I did not plan for this entry to come at a time where we ourselves are witnessing a somewhat similar situation, but that makes the information you find here, unfortunately, a bit more relatable. Around the turn of cycle 64 amongst the pillars, division grew between Archaeans and Kron as the diplomatic representatives bickered, amplifying tensions between the two cultures. An issue that was highly in debate was a synchronized implant that is injected into fetuses as they are born, with Archaeans fearing that would become the norm of their people's culture. Due to this, Archaeans became highly discriminatory towards Kron and Sin, making it so that they had many restrictions placed on them when traveling through Archaea. Vicroniac's representative, Martress L1, believed Archaea to be a breeding ground for hateful rhetoric that does not deserve the title of Pillar. In her address to the Senate, in cycle 65, she decreed to her people that they must welcome all Archaeans to their pillar with open arms, lend out their aid, and show them that they are not to be looked down upon for their culture. Just as Archaean culture is important to them, so should upholding the cultures of all societies throughout the pillars. This caused more tension. However, it shined light on the fact that Archaea was not a place that should be called a pillar. The celerities and sages were tasked to return back to the harbor in order to try to convince the Senate to allow Archaea to stay. This was more difficult than their previous encounter due to the Vicronix representatives now being at the forefront of the political ladder. In the end, the final decision came when an assassination attempt placed Martes L1 into a coma, with the assassin being a mage from Archaea. This emboldened the Vicronix base in the Senate to outlaw Majin links throughout their pillar going against what Martes would have wanted. However, it seemed there was more attempts at ending her life, with several mages being locked away on the sink zone. As a result of this, the Celerities became suspicious of the events that took place, sending out the sages to gather intel about who might be behind the assassination attempts. The investigation began in Archaea, heading to the Majin Castle which are the mage houses that hold most of the power throughout the pillar. With only three months to figure out who was behind the assassination attempts, the investigation was rushed, but most of the evidence led to the House of Sor, due to all the assassins sent being Ion Link users. 
Although Anton Sor was the mage that originally convinced the Senate to choose Archaea as their Magenium pillar, in order for Archaea to stay a part of the conglomerate, they had to show that not all their people were bad. During the month of Zero in cycle 65, the Celerities brought the information the sages had gathered to the Senate for careful consideration. Still, Martes was under a severe coma with the best doctors working to wake her up, but it was too late. The Senate came to a decision. Anton Sor was to be exiled from Archaea with the rest of the Sor assassins. Archaea was to keep the title of Pillar, however, the quantum force in the Archaean star system was locked from travel between the others, and the Pillar transports were shut down until Martes would wake up and give her final verdict. With many doctors continuing to work on her, advanced medical technologies, they still had no idea what was causing her to stay locked away in a coma. After five cycles of tireless work, many doctors gave up and just kept her stabilized until the day she would open her eyes. That day did not come until around 60 cycles later, when it was too late to stop the coming darkness. As she woke up, she was under severe pain and was questioned by many officials as to what she could remember. If she knew about the Sor Assassins and what her verdict is on Archaea, it took her a month to leave the hospital and prepare her final address to the Senate. On Mark 14 of Zeril, cycle 126, Martes L1 gave her final verdict to the Pillars and Runeforgers. Under great anxiety, she spoke. To the denizens of the core, both Pillar and beyond, it is with great sorrow that I bring to you my recollection of the mark I was attacked. My dealings between the Archaeans before my fate was sealed was not of hostility towards myself for being a Kron, but was a fear that the grand cultural identity of Archaea was being tested by aliens that had no knowledge of. This is still my belief today. For over half a century I dreamt of a day where both prime cultures could acknowledge the grandeur of each other. But with the many dreams come terrifying realizations that have haunted the very neurons that bring me before you. She paused for a moment, taking a deep breath as she knew once she continued, there was no turning back. Over the past month, I was briefed about the attempts on my life regarding the House of Sor on Archaea. My sorrow comes because the investigation into Anton Sor was nothing more than a framing, utilized to divide the pillars further and distract us from the real threat. A criminal organization found on Vicroniax, the Eximdur. As soon as she spoke the name, she began having a seizure before all the pillars. Runeforgers and doctors rushed to her side, but before they could do anything, she was dead. It was at this moment the Senate knew there was a deeper conspiracy brewing. Mm -hmm.
I thank you for listening to this entry. Next week, we will be discussing the eggs and dirt and how the pillars reacted to this threat. Then, a week later, will be the 10th entry, where I will have on my second guest joining in to speak about the anthologies and tabletop role-playing. Once again, if you'd like to support me, you can donate to my Subscribestar account, Reborn in Power, or check out my website at ArthanianAnthologies.com. I will be posting this podcast up on Subscribestar and the website, so keep a watchful eye. Until then, be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be Reborn in Power.